0: Now, fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Another day, another bombshell for the Trump administration. This one, which broke just last night, on the heels of yet another troubling story, has the potential to spark impeachment proceedings If it turns out to be true, at least that's what pundits are saying. As most everyone knows by now, it involves the leak of a memo from fired FBI Director James Comey that he wrote after a meeting with Trump. It alleges that the president asked him to drop the investigation into former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. Trump supporters are saying it's not true and it's just Comey's attempt at revenge. But some fellow Republicans are starting to desert Trump. So is this revelation really different? Does it change the way you see things? The numbers to call 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we've got Ashton Arsenault, a political strategist at Crestview Strategies, and Mike Van Solen, who is with Navigator. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hi, Libby. Great Thank to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, uh, let's start with you, Mike. Uh, is this is this one different? Is this the one that uh, breaks everything apart?
3: I don't think we're at that point yet, but the, uh, the pieces of a straw on the camel's back uh, are growing, and, and this is a significant one. This one, it does feel different. I don't think we're at the point yet uh, where we're going to see Congress trigger, trigger uh, impeachment hearings, but uh, I understand that the Republic, his Republican colleagues in Congress are looking at this. They're increasingly nervous and they may not be ready to 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 proceed to, to, to uh divorce hearings uh but but they're not liking the idea idea of uh, marital counseling uh, either so uh, th- this is this is troubling and, and it's it's substantive uh they will no doubt go after Mr. Comey and, and whether this is politically motivated and can his account of the conversations be trusted uh, but uh but I think you know this is a significant turn in what is uh what has taken place with an already tumultuous uh tenure from uh, President Trump.
1: Ashton Arsenault.
2: Yeah, I would agree that this one feels a bit different. Um, If this indeed happened the way that Comey has described, and by the way, he hasn't really said anything publicly about it yet, then what we're talking about is a textbook case case of obstruction of justice. Uh, And I think this becomes even more troublesome when we consider the fact that Well, after this uh, alleged meeting took place, President Trump went on to fire Comey for an unrelated matter, uh, an explanation that didn't hold much water then and doesn't really hold a lot of water now. Now, if I'm a Republican in Washington this morning who's been largely supportive of the president up until this point, I'd be thinking to myself, uh, how am I going to explain this to my district, uh, why I'm supporting the president, and how is this going to look when I put my name on a sign to run in 2018?
1: Okay. uh, So... Let let me just ask. Um, so this is based on a memo, a memorandum or notes on the conversation that Comey wrote at the time. Uh, the New York Times didn't actually see the document. Uh, someone read it to them. So that's one thing that, that uh, people are uh, questioning. Uh, and I guess uh, the other question is, is it obstruction of justice? He didn't order Comey to back off the investigation, he says, I hope you can leave it. Is there a difference between those two things?
3: those are shades of gray. It's uh, I I think I think it is an over it is a clear overstating, uh, uh, overstepping of the bounds of what is appropriate between uh, the president and someone, the FBI director who works directly for him. So you know, I think it it would, if everything checked out, the stories came that came through, and and the truth has ways uh, in in this context of coming out. So I trust that there there will be a day when we understand this all entirely, and uh, I think it's a clear over overstepping of the bounds of, of the president, and um, and as these successive revelations sort of. Uh, uh, add on uh, it becomes more problematic uh, for sure
1: it, it's it's uh, amusing well amusing is the wrong word but uh, trump suggested to comey that he's got some kind of tapes so if he does uh, they could uh, they could work against him could they not if if he hasn't destroyed them by now
2: Yeah, look, of course the White House denied uh, quickly the the Comey memo reports, which means somebody in the story is lying. Uh, We don't know who at this point, but we do know a couple of things, and that's that the president and the White House are pretty well-versed in deception at this point. Uh, This president has embellished or right out lied about multiple things, including wiretaps by former presidents uh, and even onto trivial matters, such as how many people showed up to an inauguration. Um, We need to remember that Trump's been in office for only four months. Yeah, so I think these are the types of things that start to add up over time, and we're talking about a four-month period here. Top-ranking Republicans are fleeing for the hills. The calls for an in- investigation are growing louder. So I-, I don't think this gets any better before it gets much worse.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, his his base is still with him, and his base is very different from traditional Republicans. So uh, is is he good as long as they're still with him?
3: Well, yeah, I just hear. The the one point I make on his base, and and just Republicans in general, is I think the math starts to become a little bit different for them. Before the election, the choice was between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, As they start working this through, today, impeaching Trump, the choice is really between Trump and Pence. Uh, And they might look at it and say, you know what, if we could do this quickly, uh, I'll take uh, three years of Pence, uh, three and a half years, uh, over over the distractions of Trump because he's just he's not getting the healthcare done he's not getting the infrastructure done he's not getting the tax plan done so i think the math is different for them and and if that starts to sink in uh he he could find that support uh, uh, sh- uh shifting away
1: okay now uh, just before we uh get to the phones uh, yesterday uh, there was this story which um uh, AIDS denied, and Trump then confirmed in a tweet that he shared very sensitive intelligence about ISIS with uh, the Russians. And um, it turns out that intelligence came from the Israelis, that it possibly could have put uh, one of their undercover people in danger— uh, so one of the bits of fallout from that is, you know, w- will allies think twice about sharing any intelligence with him? And I guess that includes Canada. Should we be wary of sharing intelligence with him?
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I, I think it just points to a lack of preparation for the Oval Office. And I think when President Trump was running, his eyes, quite frankly, were bigger than his stomach. I think he ran to prove people wrong uh, and that the weight of the Oval, uh, oval now on his back. uh, He just isn't dealing with it very well. And I can't help but think that Trump himself feels that he's either uh, staffed poorly, which we've heard already, or that he's just not personally prepared. Um, And again, to point to the sort of camel's back, uh, we're talking about things that have happened in the past two days, uh, significant matters in the past two days.
1: Uh, Yeah. And uh, in his defense, uh, what some people are saying is that really he doesn 't delve uh, deeply enough into any of his briefings to share anything that 's potentially damaging i don 't know if that 's much of a defense mm.
3: well we heard the, uh, the the national security Advisor uh, the, the first night the rumors of the uh, leaking the information of the Russians came out. Uh, the defense almost that was offered almost boiled down to uh, the president doesn 't understand uh, the information where it came from he doesn 't even recall. And I, I just think uh, it speaks to the fact that uh, ignorance of the law or the rules is, is not a defense. I mean, it doesn't get me out of uh, it doesn't get me out of a speeding ticket, and I don't think it's going to get uh, President Trump out of potential uh, impeachment hearings down the road. Uh, you know, and it just goes back to my old hobby horse that uh, I think experience actually matters, and and we're very critical of people who only have only been career politicians, but. Uh, what I've learned is that people who are career politicians tend to be uh, in that place because they're good at it and they know the rules and they know what they should say or shouldn't say. so I, I think I think uh, Donald Trump uh, having to start in the in the top job uh, is is showing that uh, the reasons
4: why experience matters so much.
1: okay, let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam.
4: Hi, how you doing, Libby? Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon.
4: Yes, I'm concerned because right now I haven't heard anything from Mr. Comey himself like on a news conference. Now, if he was unjustly fired, why does he hold a news conference so that the reporters can ask him questions and he could respond live on TV, and then we'll get the true facts right off the bat? I don't want to hear the news reports over the radio or newspaper. I want to hear from the horse's mouth.
1: Well, I bet he'll be subpoenaed. I, I you know people who are you know he reports to the president. President well, can fire him uh, you know uh, just like anybody can fire anybody else as long as they pay them. Yeah,
4: but I think as long if he's keeping quiet, then he's, he was justly fired if he if he doesn't keep quiet, well then he should open up his mouth and say, this is what happened and I don't like it and this is what's going to happen.
3: I, I understand. I understand. He's willing to testify, so well, I think he, he, can, he will he can, have his he will have his day to, to tell his story. Oh, well,
4: he should he should have yeah. opened up his mouth right off right off the bat. Not wait until the horses are out of the barn. Mm. I, I, I'm sorry, but that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying that he wasn't fired justly. I'm just saying if he's if he was right, then he should be opening up his mouth and let everybody know exactly what took place.
1: I, I'm sure. I'm sure that that will happen. It's well, just I'm, a minute. I'm waiting. You're waiting. Okay, Sam.
4: Okay, thank you. Okay, Okay,
1: bye-bye. All right. uh, Dorothy in Toronto. Hi, Dorothy.
5: Hi, Libby. How
1: are you? Fine. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm pretty sad about the games they're playing, like everything's a big joke, Trump, and they're not taking life too serious, thinking about the children and the seniors and helping people and being more concerned about what's going on in the world and it, it's gone so far now, what's happened in Syria, and all the people that are hurting so much in this world. And yet they're playing. I'm, I'm shocked at Trump, and I don't know, because I don't know the whole thing, and there's so much false news. And they're playing so many games. They're on a big power trip. And it seems like they're not going to keep it, just going to keep it up till it gets them down. They, they don't want to be sensible and and try to run the world in a serious way, and it's it's a very serious thing they're doing. It's not a big joke, like they're treating it.
1: Well, I don't know if they're treating it like a joke, but it's certainly uh, pretty uh, irrational.
5: Irrational,
1: Do- yes. Thank you very much for your call, Dorothy. Oh, you're
5: very welcome. I'm- I, th- I hope they start thinking about people more. And same with in Ottawa, with that man, with the little teenage girl, they should be so lucky to be able to serve their country, and they're not doing that. They're treating it like it's a big game. And okay. That has to stop.
1: All right, Dorothy. Thank you. Thank you, Libby. Bye, uh, dear. Bye, bye. We've got Ken in Willowdale. Hi, Ken. Hi. Hi, Libby. You're on the air. We're listening
6: yes as i was saying to your colleague um, a little while ago um, trump reminds me of um, a scene from the usual suspects the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is to make people believe he didn't exist and this is what trump is actually good at comey in my opinion and i heard it voiced by one person the reason why he didn't come forward is because it would have interfered with the integrity of the investigation into russia It had total links with it and my belief is that Trump is totally involved in it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so adamant about asking Comey whether or not he was under investigation.
1: Um, well, um, I mean, all of that is uh, is is speculation. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't it doesn't look good. What can I say?
6: Yeah. What would, what yeah. would it be, behoove um, Comey to go to? the Justice Department, when you had a, a recused um, attorney general and a deputy attorney general who came on and wrote this memo, supposedly at the behest of Trump, to fire Comey. You know, where there's smoke, there is fire.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's what people are starting to say. Ken, thanks for your call. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, so um, we uh, have a, a couple of more minutes in this, so let's go back to our guests, uh, uh, Ashton, Uh, Where do you think this leaves us? Yeah, I just
2: want to point out a couple of things, because a few of the callers mentioned the media. And I think this is actually one of Trump's advantages, because they, quite frankly, they've overplayed their hand here. Uh, The reporting on Trump in the American media has been uh, hysterics. Um, We saw this throughout his campaign when journalists weren't taking him seriously enough, uh, up until now, uh, when the media has attempted to cry wolf every day. Uh, not to say that this situation doesn't warrant uh, serious scru- scrutiny. But quite frankly, I think in many cases, the reporting has been sloppy. And I think this plays Trump, Trump's advantage because many people have tuned out uh, what the media are saying about his presidency.
1: Well, that's part of his big message is don't trust anything that you uh, hear or read in the media. And uh, it works with a lot of people. Absolutely. And you're right. There's been this big kind of uh, liberal pylon Against Trump, and uh, you know, so we we can be getting to a cry wolf situation. But he, here you are, both of you saying that this this one feels uh, different. Uh, Mike, what would you like to leave us with?
3: Well, I, I just think that, that these things are distraction. We'll we'll see how real it becomes and and if it threatens his his actual presidency. But there still is the challenge that the people who voted for him voted for reasons uh, such that they wanted jobs, they wanted greater border security, uh, they wanted to look at trade agreements again, which they blamed for uh, as being the reason they'd lost uh, lost uh, so much work in those different communities where, where Trump voters were found. And he only has so much time. That all the oxygen this is taking up uh, for the White House is just preventing them from getting on with their legislative agenda. And I think that's, that's part, maybe that's the thing that undoes him if, if he doesn't actually get impeached, is they're just not moving forward their legislative agenda, and voters are going to become dissatisfied. As they were dissatisfied before the election, they were looking for alternatives. They were looking for somebody who would bring jobs back. And given he's not able to get on with that, uh, that's going to be a big problem I see in the midterms uh, coming up.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm sure it won't be very long before we uh, have to talk about Donald Trump again. Uh, Thank you both.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.